Welcome to the 100th episode of the Jew and Gentile podcast. I am your host, Chris Katolka, and with me is none other than the Jewish sage himself, the one and only Mr. Steve Herzig. How are you? I am great, Chris, and they said it wouldn't last. That's not true. No one even knew what it was. That's right. The podcast. No. They, they said it couldn't last. That's it's Here we dead. are at 100. 100. We made it. That's uh, our 100th episode. I can't believe it. What does that mean, Chris? I have no idea. It means that we're going to go to 101, but we're going to stop for a moment and give glory to God for making it to 100. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Welcome in. Welcome in. Wow. We made it to 100. And that means that for the last 100 weeks of our, of our time together, we have consistently dedicated ourselves to producing one podcast a week on an audio form for our friends who are listening on Apple and Spotify and all the the Google, all of it, to our YouTube live stream page for our live stream watchers and for those who go to some, some people tell us, no, I don't want I don't want audio. I just want the video. I want to see you guys. <laughs> so we get people who watch us. We get people who listen. And uh, we hope that the audience continues to grow from seven to eight soon. So we are we are hoping. We are hoping. But we have some really kind, kind listeners. Yeah, Chris, you know, last night you uh, texted me and you asked our listeners at 424-444-1948. That's 424-444-1948. And actually, some people responded. I wonder if the couple who lays in bed before they go to sleep, but they said, hey, before... Before we turn out for the night, turned out for the night, let's go 424-444-1948 and just let them know you put us to sleep. That's right. You lull us to sleep with your enthusiasm. Uh, what Steve's talking about is last night, maybe you got a text if you're a listener. And I so I texted all of our listeners that we are going to be- All seven of them. That's right. That I'm going to be, we're going to be doing our hundredth episode and uh, we got some great responses right away. People started pouring in uh, to give us their pouring, pouring in. Pouring. <laughs> they were pouring in. <laughs> what, what, what's your definition of pouring in? Well, you know, uh, a rainstorm that's heavy happens uh, fast uh, or heavy and fast. It's uh, in okay. and out. You so know? they were coming in like crazy. That's exactly right. So here's a here's a good one. I'll get it started, Steve, if you don't mind. But one says, "Good morning, FOI." I'm on my second break here at work. He works from 5 a.m. to 3.30. So uh, we keep him up. That's right. Exactly. So he uh, he said, I didn't get this till 11 hours later, but that's okay. He says, thank you for being willing to work hard at all that you do for helping me learn more about Israel. I absolutely love the humor on the podcast. It's similar to mine and my dad's and my grandpa's. We should have him on so they can, we can... Uh, <laughs> We can make it a big uh, a laugh fest. Uh, he says, so yes, I get it. God, God bless and keep on keeping on. So thank you very much. That comes from area code two, uh, 260. This is from area code 813 writes, thank you for the wonderful hours from the word of God with the historical context. I've learned more about our family and the Lord than ever. And all the good humor didn't hurt. What I've been blessed with is much greater understanding of God's purpose for us through Israel. My heart has been greatly softened for the Jewish people by understanding you have imparted to me the cultural plights they have undergone and the promises the Lord has made to us all through Jesus Christ, the Messiah of all. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Wow. I mean, amazing. But Chris, we should end the podcast now. If that's it, bada bing, bada boom. A hundred percent. But listen, 
if these people have, it just shows the grace of God, God's grace, because the the two that you've read, really, they put us at a level that, I, I mean, I can't believe, Chris, we you just played for me before we started our first podcast. I thought I was going to go to sleep. Who are, <laughs> the, how could, how could God take that and then get a, a text? Like the two we've just heard. Well, here's I a, don't know. Here's another one. I love this program. I've watched every single episode. This is Erico 214. I look forward to each week's edition. And if it's late, my far West Coast day is incomplete. Please, Unbelievable. Please keep them coming, gentlemen. I told Steve at the Prophecy Conference last fall in Spokane that he's my favorite FOI teacher. Bada bing, bada boom. Ay, ay, There you go, Steve. See? And, that, and by the way, that's that's me saying that, not the button. Right? (laughs) That's you. That was an authentic Steve. That was an authentic one. Uh, Hi, Chris and Steve. I listen to your podcast every week. The amusing antics are priceless. A joyful heart is good medicine, Proverbs 17, 22. I also appreciate the serious learning. Hey, the serious learning. (laughs) So far, I've heard hard work, serious learning, and looking behind me to find the people who've done this, who's worked hard and is serious. (laughs) There's good balance of both. I look forward to hearing 100 more episodes. Thank you so much. I like this one. Funny. It was just straightforward. Funny, educational, delightful. That's what you would have written. <laughs> if the, I wrote. <laughs> yeah, right to the point. Uh, um, and I just want to, I'll read this one too. We'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle them in as they come in. Uh, the Bible from a Jewish perspective has absolutely changed my life. The love and humor and wisdom you both share has been such an encouragement for me and my wife. God has used this podcast mightily in more ways than I can share. Never has Jesus been more real to me than now. I thank God for you both and the ministry of FOI. Zygazen, live and be well. The Jew and Gentile podcast is 100%, and he writes, it's free, 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 free. Now there's a listener for you right there. There's a loyal listener, and uh, we got to get him a mug somehow. 100%. What's the update on the mug on a mug? I've wanted a mug on a mug I can't tell you how long. I know. And we were hoping to have them ready for the hundredth episode, but they're they're into the into the company that's gonna be making it. And them. what does that mean? They're I, into the company. I have no idea. I turned everything in and uh, they're gonna be coming back. Well, well tell us tell me a little bit about what's it gonna look like. It, will it hold Six ounces of coffee, will it hold eight ounces of coffee? It's a beautiful looking mug that I think will hold more than eight ounces of coffee. Okay, yeah, and what's going to be on is, this uh, mug? Nothing. What color is it? Well, it's what If you're watching our YouTube page right now and you see the color, you know, you see the image of our... It's actually, if even if you're listening online, you see the image of uh, Steve and myself, that's what's going to be on the mug. So our mugs are going to be on a mug. Our mug, that's what we call it, the mug that, on a mug. I know. I, I was... I, I did that. Yeah, that was you. Um, that was me. That I, was 100% you. A shameful plug again. I can't wait to watch you drink coffee out of your own face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, for those who are watching, we do have the tall Chris Katolka. That's right. In his bobblehead. Only in my and dreams. That, and, and then the short, the old guy. Uh, with more hair than I deserve. No, me too. But uh, we have got our so things are coming. To, after a hundred episodes, we've we come got along. our own place. We didn't have our own. We have our own place. It's called the podcast room. That's right. We, we still need to name the podcast yeah, room. Maybe it's our have listeners a name. should name it. Yeah, maybe write in. Let us know what you think. What should the podcast room? Yeah, be called? that's a good idea. But we were in your office in the corner on your office. Uh, when we first started, and we didn't. We had different microphones. We had. We, 
we moved to like where we moved from like uh red what's it called those hotels red uh, red roof in red roof in maybe we were red roof in david levy's favorite hotel that's right and now what are we like the hilton we're the something. yeah we're the we're the hampton inns i mean we look got at the free, these microphones we got the free breakfast we that's got right the- we got we added a frit so many things have happened in a hundred episodes you know i i went back to look over the hundred episodes to see when did we transition to the uh podcast room i think that was around somewhere between 30 and 40 uh in our episode list that we moved here um but uh i think now is a good time to maybe reminisce steve about what was it like when we first turned on the podcasting uh recorder and we started recording ourselves and so i thought it would be fun to listen to what it sounded like when we first got started (laughs) Are you ready for this? I, I'm ready. I'm in my chair. I'm seated. Go. All go right. For let's it. see if we can get this to, to turn up here and get going. Here we go. Let's see if this works. Well, uh, we know this good. music. That's good. Very enthusiastic. Yep. Let's see what it sounds like when I start talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to the very first episode <laughs> Who's that guy? of the Jew and Gentile podcast. <laughs> the I'm your host, Chris Katolka, and, the Gentile. and with me is my co-host, Steve I'm a Herzig. Co-host. Hey, Steve, good yeah. to see you. I moved hey, from co-host Chris, to, to say. See That's you. a I'm big jump. I'm looking forward to this, our first podcast. This is great music, isn't it? <laughs> great music. I love this <laughs> music. Well, You're the, at a loss for words. What music. should we this talk about? Exciting. Great music, right? <laughs> it gives you a little pep in your step. It's Jewish music. Pep in your step. Yeah, and although I can't uh, carry myself on You're kind of putting me to sleep, too. Me, too. I can't carry myself dancing. This is what you would dance to if you were at a wedding. Not me. I wouldn't dance anywhere. Well, you know, this is the Jew and Gentile podcast. (laughs) Okay, good. ID. uh, I am your resident Gentile. My name is Chris Katolka. Introductions. And I was born in a Gentile, a non-Jewish family. I was born and raised in a Catholic family, actually, and came to faith in the Lord Jesus when I was in All seventh right. grade, nice but testimony. Steve Great Herzig Thank you. is our resident Jewish man in the podcast. <laughs> Jewish you man. Want to share a little bit about <laughs> who you are. Sure. Uh, I came to faith back in 1975, so I'm a long time ago. That's right, man. I'm a young Gentile. That's right. Uh, You're still trying to figure out what a podcast is. I had no idea. Came from an Orthodox <laughs> background and. Actually, All right, so notice what you, how soft our voices I know, are. What do you think of? I mean, to think that that's the way we start. We sound like NPR compared yeah. to what we are today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just well, you know relax. that you know that's a song uh that was a TV show. Uh first there was all in a family all in the family and then there was a in that show there's a, a guy who lived in the neighborhood and the song goes moving on up yes, to the to the <laughs> to east side. To the east side to that deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> well, maybe we moved up a little. We did move up a little bit. We did a good I, I you know, we we started off and you know what I've learned about the podcast, and I think our listeners could maybe a, a agree with this, but it's about consistency. You know, if we if we did it every two weeks or maybe a week here and we came back, I think people would lose it. But the fact that we stayed consistent, we've grown over the past hundred uh, uh, weeks uh, and hundred episodes. I just think we, it, it's helped us. I mean, I feel much. It couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> That's right. Well, listen, what we decided to do is jump from episode one, which you heard, which was pretty pretty bland, you know, and uh, we thought, what's it like at episode 50, the halfway mark, you know, so let me go ahead and hit play here, and see by then we moved into the podcast room, that's right, to the church of God, 
Uh, those are the only three groups of. Wait, that's what? not. That's not the one. Hang on a minute. Let's oh see. boy, here. Look, we go to a hundred, and already we're in trouble. Yeah, what's going on Coming here? From your back. Who's talking right now? That's not what's supposed to be on. See, I, there we go. Now let me quit that. Now let's see. We'd what like happens. to take a pause from our podcast while Chris regroups. That's right. Now we're ready to rock and roll. All right, so let's see here. Okay, so. Uh, we're we're going to be coming up in a few seconds on the 50th episode, and the question is whether or not we've grown in our enthusiasm. Well, let, let our audience tell us. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another Jew and Gentile podcast. You're a little more I'm your upbeat. host, Chris yeah. Tolka, and with me is none other than the Jewish sage himself, I moved up to sage? The one yeah, now you're a sage. Are you, what did you do between one and 50 to become good. a sage? I have no idea. great week, another Jew and Gentile podcast. We've got a lot to talk about. We have a great show lined up. You've, we have you've, a guest. We have a guest. Oh, I actually yeah. wanted to come into <laughs> I actually am talking with my arms. Well, and I think you've gone through three pairs of readers. Probably. Probably. So, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I got another. You got here. those readers. Yeah. Those readers. Those readers. On one of our programs. Hold on before we get All right. started. Well, here's here's the deal. The enthusiasm is still it's it creeped up. I'd say within the past couple months, we have really amped up our enthusiasm. We're more excited. You know what? Honestly, probably makes it happen, Chris. Is since we I think since we added the texting. Uh, option for people who can communicate directly to us that's energized us because people we do the podcast but we really fuel on people's uh reaction to us and that gets us going that does get us going and so that's what it's been like over the past hundred episodes we've increased our enthusiasm people seem to think the teaching's good Uh, I, i guess we're kind of funny yeah you know we keep it in we want to be yeah we do what we can i mean i don't feel like i don't know if your wife laughs at the jokes does your wife laugh chris we don't tell jokes we we are doing honestly what laura coleman who's our assistant senior assistant here in north american ministries from the time we started she said except for putting on your headphones and going into another room this is exactly what you do all the time and i i agree with that we we don't really change this is the kind of banter we have when we're discussing the things that we need to do it's work but it's really not work no it's it's our passion it's what we love to do we are humbled every day by god that he would give us this privilege and then with technology and your ability quite frankly because i have no there's all kinds of equipment here i don't have any idea what it's for but you do and so that's great and it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. It's been fun to get to know new friends, too. It's been fun to go to—we go to conferences, and people tell us they listen to the Jew and Gentile podcast, or we'll speak at a church, and they'll say, oh, I've heard the podcast. And, you know, it's nice to make new friends. So for all our listeners out there, uh, we love doing this. But and you're we the, thank you. Yeah, we you're the ones who energize us. And uh, for our listeners, we just want to say— uh, thank you. And also just a reminder that the whole reason this exists is for FOI equip. It's to equip you. It's to equip you in Jewish ministry, to be able to reach out to your Jewish friends and show them the love, the Christian love that the Bible demands us to give toward the Jewish people, to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. As God says, that's the reason uh, Steve and I sit uh, behind these microphones. It's because we have a we have a calling here at Friends of Israel, and we want others to share in that calling 
by being able to minister to their Jewish friends that are right in their backyard. So whether you do that through this podcast or through what sponsors this podcast, which is FOI Equip, uh, we want to continue to teach the Bible from a Jewish perspective because we want to remind our Jewish friends the Bible that we read as Christians is a Jewish book, and that's what draws us to come behind these mics and to share with you. And so if you've never visited our website, foiequip.org, then I encourage you to go there, and you can register for upcoming classes. In fact, we have our very last class. Um, actually, no, it's yep, done. It was last week. That's right. right. So, Chris, you I can't know. even remember. It was last I week. I know. Last week, uh, Patriarchs and Presidents, you can go online. Paul did a great job. And, of course, where where were you? Oh, I know where you were. That's right. Exactly. You weren't even there. <laughs> That's right. So how could you tell them that, oh, it was great? Because I had to edit the video. You were at a Philadelphia Eagles exhibition game. Yeah. Uh, and... We we won't talk any further about it. Uh, well, it was a ton of fun. I got to bring my boys. It was a lot of fun. Uh, in fact, uh, Terry and Lisa Small, who serve here at Friends of Israel, gave us the ticket. So we're thankful the boys had their first football, saw their first football game, and we're we're big Eagles fans. So. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. You got it free. We always talk about free, 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 free. So you got free tickets. That, fantastic. How much did it cost you? No. Free. Oh, I, no, oh no, 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 no. Well, parking, parking's yeah, easily. You had to pay for your parking. Yep. You got lunch or dinner, whatever I, it is you got. You want to talk about You just it. got a Coca-Cola and a Coca-Cola. Who, I, I, I haven't been at a football game in, I no, can't remember. It, you might as well. I mean, it's almost the cost of the tickets, it feels so like. So you go to Lisa and you say, thanks. Now I'm spending more money. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, you know, it's a memory. So, That's the way you look. Well, at and it. then I go up to my son. I say, oh, I got us tickets to a football game. And he goes, he's a big soccer fan. He goes, football <laughs> or football? I go, football, buddy, football. OK, he's oh, I thought it was football. So talking about soccer. But ah, well, he you know, a couple weeks ago, Messi was I, I have I know who he is. I just heard it on the radio because I was driving in and they played it. Subaru Stadium, yep. which is in Philadelphia, and Messi plays with Miami. Yep. And uh, we they, watched the they, game. We weren't there, but we watched oh, it. Oh, you online. actually watched it? Yeah. I, I, anyway, he scored a goal. Oh, People scored, were pretty excited about that. Pretty, pretty excited. I always think about that. You know, tickets were $500. Yeah. Well, the boys, another friend of ours, their union, they that's the, that's the uh, Philadelphia soccer team, the union, uh, they have season tickets. And so, Karen, my wife, is taking the boys to the union game, come, not the messy one. But uh, tickets are not cheap, even for the non-messy one. So people were anxious to go see the GOAT play. And I'll tell you something. My son, who is a union fan, the moment Messi scored, he said, ah, forget the union for this game. I'm rooting for Messi. <laughs> but I thought about the fact Messi comes out. If you don't know who Messi is, he is. I have no idea. Messi is the number one soccer player in the world. And he has so many followers and fans. I mean, he just, it's amazing. And the fact that he's playing in America right now, it's not that he's taking a step down, but it's going going from the, it's it's like if you're playing American football, going from America and saying, you know what, I'm going to go play American football in, uh, in Argentina, or I'll go play American football in, you know, in Germany. It's just not the same, you know? And so coming to America, football, uh, um, soccer is growing a little, uh, a lot actually, but uh, Compared to the past. But anyway, what I'm saying is Messi comes and the Subaru Stadium maybe holds 15,000 people. It's a big stadium. But he's used to playing in front of 80,000, 100,000. And I'm just thinking 
when he came into that little stadium and thought, where am I? Is it a high school game? So anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. My son loves it. Well, they both I, like- I'm really glad for that. But getting let's get back to our audience and our passion for what we do. You know, Chris, we know that God loves Israel and the Jewish people. And Christians should love God, right? Yes. So if we love God, we ought to love what God loves. Mm-hmm. And that's really how the Friends of Israel got started. That's why we do this podcast. We love the Jewish people, and we want to communicate the biblical reason why we should love. You know, you don't have to like us. You know, not a lot of people like me, but I'll tell you, a lot of people <laughs> Where do love you hear me. that? Who says that? Oh, I, 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 I. there's always people who don't. <laughs> they don't like me. I don't like you. Okay. I'd like to meet those people. You think uh, they're on yeah, the podcast? Yeah. But but believers should love me just because, and any Jewish person, just because God chose them. Yeah. They're God's chosen people. And by the way, from a Jewish point of view, we don't want to say, oh, God loves me. Look at me. Big, big deal. Big, big macher. Nah, not so much. All God does is he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So he... He chooses a people. There's nothing about us different than anybody else except that God's sovereign choice. And Chris, he chose you before the foundation of the world. He chose me. And those listeners that have that know Jesus Christ, he chose them. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is. And, and you even see that in how when God talks about Israel in the book of Deuteronomy, it's the same. It's He doesn't use the word foolish and wise, but he does talk about the reason why he chose Israel. And it wasn't because that they were big in number and 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 intelligent and think and thought and and all of these things that might mark you in the world as a successful individual or a successful nation or whatever he chose Israel because they were small and because they were weak and because of those things so that he could work through them and working through them could minister the gospel to everybody the good news that would come through Jesus the Messiah the the, the son of Abraham, the son of David, as it says, the son of God. So Amazing. Uh, by the way, this is the last time we're going to talk about, you know what? It's free month. Free oh, will month. free will month. It's free will month. And Chris, oh, people are doing free oh, will. Somebody just binged us know, somebody on free, just, so, uh, free Somebody just did month. a free will. They're so excited. <laughs> it's free will month. They but just, we, we want to talk about that because, Chris, there's evidence that at least some of our listeners over the last couple weeks have actually uh, responded to us, and they're getting their wills done free. Remember that stat that I that I taught, shared with you? Less than fifty percent of Americans 46%, have a will. Forty-six percent, as mm-hmm. I recall. And so it now's a great time where this is our last time sharing with you to get a. It's at the end of the uh, uh, of the uh, what is it the free will, will. Month. no it's free will but it's make a will month make a will so month. on make a will month we are going to give you a free will it's going to take you 20 minutes all you got to do is go online and uh, all the information is in our show notes and steve do you have the, the i don't have of course i came prepared yeah, you Chris. came into this I got thing bupkis. ready to sell it and then boom I, well we'll get you that before the end of the i'll pull it up on our show notes and get it to you but uh, you can get a free will um, just by going to our show notes, it should only take you 20 minutes. It's been a blessing to people, and it's a blessing to us here at Friends of Israel as well. So, Steve, uh, today, uh, with the time that we have, we're going to talk about something that you brought up last night when we were 
show prepping um, over the phone. <laughs> Is that what we call it? Show, show prepping. prepping. Yeah, we're just prepping for the show. We talk. We you call me, I call you, whatever. And uh, and then you said we're gonna do what's in a name. Yeah, names are important. Uh, you know, Chris, I've done number of VBSs, uh, vacation Bible schools, and when I go into the class. I, to young kids, I'm talking first grade, second grade, and you go in and, you know, they have their craft time. Your kids have gone to VBS. Mm-hmm. My kids have gone, and I've volunteered and have also been asked by churches, etc. And one of the questions I ask them is, what's your name, and do you have a story? Mm. And you'd be surprised. When I first started, because I'm an old guy, when I first started, most of the kids would say, yeah, my name is so-and-so, and I was named after somebody. Or my parents liked uh, this person and named me. You don't just do that at VBS. You do that whenever we go out to eat. There's a high likelihood that you'll say to the waiter or waitress, well, oh, I like your name. Where, where'd What's you get the story? That, you, where'd you get that name from? And everybody has a, you know, oh, well, my mom tells me, my dad tells me, yep. my grandma tells me. It's true. But I, I think it's because inherent in the scripture, names are very important. So uh, I talked to kids today when I, I think the last time I did a VBS was maybe two, three years ago. They don't even know. Yeah. Their parents don't even tell them the story. And the ones that do, they're named after a movie star or a movie. Yeah. Uh, and or they don't <laughs> even know. Well, I, I know I'll 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 share in a minute what what we did. We took names seriously when we were uh going to name our children when the Lord blessed us. You you your names are definitely specific mm-hmm. and you could tell they're well thought out. Tell us. A little bit about that. I have four kids. Steve has four kids. Um, and so when we were deciding about what names we wanted, the meaning was more, you know, we wanted a good name, but we wanted a meaning behind that name. And so I wanted to first name uh, our first daughter, Sophia, which in, in Greek um, means, hey, now I'm trying to remember, Zoe is life, Sophia is wisdom. Um, and so to, to name uh, her, you know, Sophia, it's wisdom and all, all of that. Karen, and, not too big on well, that. Well, she goes, ah, oh, Sophia. Uh, when, whenever the wife goes, eh, not so, you, you move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, it was a little in me. Like, I kind of, I, I, I did defend myself, you know. But then she dropped the name that I just said, all right, fine, you win. And that was Olive. And so our first daughter, she's 12. Um, Our only daughter, our oldest, uh, is named Olive. And we named her Olive because she. we wanted her to bring peace to people's lives. And, uh, you know, we're still waiting for the peace. Oh, wait, I was going to say. <laughs> we're still waiting for the peace to come to us. I think she's she's turning into a teenager, so you know what that's like. But, you know, it's always encouraging when you hear other people. Just the other day I was picking her up from camp, and this lady comes up to me and she says, you know, my son has a hard time with people. My little son has a very hard time with people, but your daughter, Olive, just has a way with him. Isn't that great? That just makes him come alive and he can talk to her. And I thought, Lord, thank you, because she might not be bringing peace into my life right now, but she's certainly bringing peace into adults and, and that's kids. what you want. That's what you want. And so Olive is the first one. The second one. What? And she has a tree in Israel. She, she has an, an olive right? tree. An olive tree in Israel a at plaque. a hospital and a plaque. And a plaque. Amazing. Uh-huh. Should, real quick, tell us. So when we used to do our, when I used to lead the um, origins trip, our young adults to do service work in Israel, 
a volunteer work. We volunteered at a hospital. And when Olive was born, we were such good friends with the president of the hospital and and the person that we connected with here in the United States that they decided that, you know, with Olive's birth, we're going to plant an olive tree, a baby olive tree, and we're going to put a plaque there with her name welcoming her and a little verse uh, talking about life being like an olive tree, you know, planted like an olive tree. And so anyway, that's uh, she's got it's still there. They were just there not long ago. That's and fantastic. Took a picture. And then uh, following Olive, we two, have twins. Two came. That's right. So we we found out we were having boys and a name. I told Karen we are going to name a, a, a son of ours, Cohen. C-O-H-E-N. Which that we, is loaded with meaning. The 100%. And most Jewish, there's Jewish last names, Cohen. And so Cohen is a Hebrew name for priest. And the Cohen Gadol is the high priest. So Cohen is a priest. We wanted him to be a priest. We wanted him to have the the the, the calling of going out and in some way, whether he works a secular job or not, going out and being a representative for God with the people that he and how's that with. going so far? It's you know it honestly is people. He won um, Bible Scholar of the Year award. It's already fulfilled. <laughs> okay, great. So Cohen uh, is our our priest, and then he has a twin brother named Preston. And we named him Preston because Preston is an old English word for a priest's village. So that one day, these two, as they grow up, they can leave. And Cohen doesn't come back to my village. He goes to his <laughs> brother's village, the priest's village. So Cohen and Preston. And then Levi, of course, is our last. He's our fourth, our youngest. He's six. And uh, of course, that means another priest, the Levites, the the ones who were ministering before God, again, to have that ministering spirit, that ministering heart for people. That's great. Now, my kids, real quick, uh, Judaism, Ashkenazi uh, Judaism, rabbinic Judaism, has rules about naming. Um, and the rules are you cannot name somebody after a live person. Mm. It's very superstitious. It's interesting that uh, Orthodox Judaism is geared around— and. Judaism in general, it's geared around the Bible, right? You'd think. But there's a lot of superstition. And so if you name somebody after uh, a live person, the, uh, the, the, the spirit of death will come and pick the wrong person. Oh, my. So you can't you come into the family. They say, oh, we're going to get this person. And they're, because they're named. So you don't see juniors. We're going to get Ralph, let's say yeah. Ralph. But Ralph is two and Ralph is 40. Yeah, you got the wrong Ralph. <laughs> we don't want to get the wrong one. Yeah. So, even, even dad Ralph is kind of young there. That's so. right. That's right. So uh, I was trying to be and continue to try to be a witness to my then father and mother, now my 99-year-old mother and everything that I do. So I, I just wanted to try to show her that the Jewish, Jewish things mean something to me. And so Alice and I agreed that our firstborn, who is a girl, woman, she's now 44 years old, uh, named Shana, which is a Yiddish name. Mm -hmm. Shana means beautiful, uh, pretty, but not just pretty on the outside, has a pretty heart, mm. a pretty inside. And I took the first initial of my grandfather named Sam, Samuel, biblical name, the prophet, and I gave it to Shana. So she's got a Yiddish name. She has her first letter is S. And of course, going to school, 
People to this day, she'll say, oh, hey, people can't pronounce my name. They don't say it. What, what would they say? S-H-A-Y-N-A. Shauna. Shauna. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it used to drive her crazy. She told me when she was young she was going to change it as soon as she turned 18. I love it. But that didn't happen. <laughs> so we're, we're thankful. And, and you I, call it the Shana Punham. I call it, we called her Shana Punham. And she has a daughter who's 16 years old, my granddaughter, Bella, which is Italian for beautiful. beautiful. There you go. So the next one was my son, Samuel. So we kept the idea. Now we had a son. So we shmuel. Uh, Shmuley Akatan in Hebrew. We call him Little Sam when he was a little guy. <laughs> Shmuley Akatan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. I never knew that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we have Sam. And then we had twins, yep. uh, a girl and a boy. And we actually named them the same thing, only masculine and feminine. Jonathan and Joanna. Interesting. And so, I never thought about that. Yeah. Same, same name. Just... Uh, yeah, the, a gift from God. A gift from God. Um, and they are. And uh, they amazing. Are. Amazing. So there you go. I mean, there's eight kids right there, and they all have meanings to their names. I'm sure our listeners, if they have kids, grandkids, I'm sure the names have meaning. But in the Bible, names really have a meaning. Well, you know, Chris, in Genesis 17, God's, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circ- circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh and foreskin. Hey, why did I start off there? Poor, poor guy was eight days old. Uh, <laughs> we did that with both our sons, and uh, well, we won't go into more. There detail. you go, TM. Uh, that's right. So uh, he was born in your house, verse thirteen of chapter seventeen. Uh, let me drop down to verse fifteen. Then God said to Abraham, "As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai." But Sarai shall be her name. God is in the name business. Yep. Uh, and I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and he shall, she shall be a mother of nations, which is the meaning of Sarah. Kings of people shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? We talked about this, uh, the miracle of God. But God names he names people because names are important, mm-hmm. and it's who, almost as if the it is the name matches the 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 calling that God gives them. Abram to Abraham. Oh, look at this! We've got a special guest. Sit down right there, ladies my friend. and gentlemen. The Macher has walked in. Uh, Elvis is in the house. Oh my goodness! Uh, put those headphones on. Put the and pull that mic close to you, Jim. We have Doctor Jim Showers, the executive director of the Friends of Israel. This wow. is unbelievable. I was hoping for it. I asked his assistant if he's available. He was eating his lunch, and he, of course, eating his lunch means Chris. He's working. Yeah, 100%. we all know that he's working like. <laughs> All, all day the long. time. All day long. And we wanted just five minutes of his time on our 100th podcast. Jim Showers, welcome. Get closer to the mic. Move Pull that thing nice. There you go. There you go. Well, I just stopped in to say happy birthday or happy anniversary or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. You guys you guys got to 100 and like that. I know. It happened overnight. I know. It's obvious you have so much energy, you have to spend it on podcasts. And- <laughs> We have to get it out. <laughs> Jim, you know what? We're just talking about, uh, this would be actually a great connection here. We're just talking about what a name is, especially in the Bible. And uh, you as the captain of the Friends of Israel, 
I think it's important. Friends of Israel's name has a meaning. There's a meaning to who we are as an organization, and it drives us even from 1938 when it was founded to today. It, the name defines who we are. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Because I know that's something near and dear to you. Well, yes, it is, because uh, as you said it well, Chris, it really defines or represents who we are. Uh, our founders called themselves the Friends of Israel years before Israel existed. Mm-hmm. So it tells us everything about what they believed about the Bible. They believed that the promises God made, that he would resurrect Israel, bring Israel back to life, uh, return the Jewish people to the land, uh, they believed to be true and future. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call yourselves the Friends of Israel if you thought there would never be another Israel. And they did that not knowing 10 years later it would actually happen. They just believed and trusted God. And so we carry on that legacy today. And, you know, I was thinking about your podcast, the Jew and Gentile podcast. You talk about names. Every time I hear the name of your podcast, it reminds me the Bible says Jew and Gentile are one in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we sit here today, Jew and Gentile, although it's two goy, Mm -hmm. one Jew. We're grabbing onto a, a, yeah, a lot yes. of his hem there. But isn't that wonderful that we? this is living the scriptures out? Yes. That that we can come together and be one in the body of Christ, even though um, we have two different heritages. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we do that in the ministry of the Friends of Israel. And the, the founders were not Jewish. They were Gentile. Mm. But they had a love and appreciation for the Jewish people because of what they've done for us. Mm. And, you know, um, were it not for the Jewish people, there would be no church. That's right. And I oftentimes remind people in the church that the church began as a Jewish entity. It was Jewish men who God used to found the church and, and be the initial leaders of the church to give direction, to give us the word of God. And where we would be without the Jewish people is lost. It's just simple. Chris, he's smooth. I'm telling you. This guy comes in off the, just out of eating lunch, comes in, has no idea what we're talking about. He's smooth. Comes right in. You know, you don't know what I had for lunch. That's true. Well, you know, I I like what you said, too, because in the name, the Friends of Israel, there was a lot of faith in naming yourself an organization. Absolutely. But before there was an Israel, a modern Israel. But it's all because these were Christians who studied the whole counsel of God. So they knew the prophecies that were written in the Bible and particularly the Old Testament prophecies where God promised to not only did he warn Israel he would scatter Israel, but also that he, to have hope that he would restore them. Mm. Um, we live with the same understanding of hope today. We just happen to be able to look back on the rebirth of Israel instead of looking ahead as they were. But um, And we know God's not done with Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's greater things ahead for Israel. In fact, the greatest days of Israel's history are yet to come. Hey, Jim, you just got back from Israel. I did. And uh, if you can, just some... I, I know you've been there a number of times. Uh, I know you never grow tired of going there uh, and your love for the Jewish people. But this was a not a tour you were leading, but you and the executive vice president, uh, uh, Steve uh, Conover, went out... 
Do you have anything? Our listeners might be interested in an update on how things are going. Did you see riots in the streets? Uh, you know, well, we hear news reports. Yeah, all the time. What, yeah. what, what did you see? I didn't see any riots. I wasn't there uh, over a Saturday in the areas where the riots, most of the riots today are confined to Saturday is Sabbath because that's the day people aren't working. And so they have time to, to come out and protest. And by riots, I don't mean and they're like really breaking call, glass no, 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 and no, no, stuff yeah, like that. Just I, would, I think riots is the wrong term. A protest is what I would call them. And so, listen, I love going to Israel. I lead two tours every year, which are two highlights of my year always. Mm-hmm. But I also love going other times like this trip. Um, I never tire of Israel. Israel's always changing. There's always new things coming out. Uh, for example, we got to tour the underground, brand new underground blood center that Magan David Adam has constructed. It's like four levels underground and and three above ground. And they did that because of the missiles, the rockets, uh, back in uh, about 15 years ago. They came to realize that with rockets being fired, nine, 97% of all the blood that's used in Israel is processed through a center outside Tel Aviv in Ramat Gan. And they realized if they got hit by a, a missile, that would shut down their whole blood supply virtually for the whole country. Mm-hmm. That's like the Red Cross, Magan David Adam. They are. Yeah. Their blood, their ambulances, they, mm-hmm. they handle all the emergency response. So... They began working on planning an underground facility where they could process blood, but protect it from missiles, protect it from biological warfare, and they've accomplished that at the cost of $150 million. So it tells you how serious they are, but it's just amazing. Uh, it's in- incredible the ingenuity you see in Israel wherever you go, mm-hmm. right? And you guys know that. You've been to Israel. Every time you go back, there's new things. That, that's one of the exciting things about Israel is nothing stays the same in Israel uh, in terms of progress, they're continually bringing out new things, improving sites, new uh, things coming online. And so um, it, it was really exciting to see Israel. But politically right now, Israel's kind of in uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about how they're—I know a lot of Israelis think right now, um, you know, you might be talking about progression of uh, growth in Israel, but they're thinking they're regressing or digressing in politics right now. So there's a Most lot of definitely. Yeah, they feel like there's a there is a tension that exists between Israelis right now. Every Israeli I spent time with, I asked them, where do you think things are headed? Because the issue right now, if people are keeping up with Israel, is judicial reform. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest issue, and that's what the protests primarily are about. Um, although. Uh, there's a lot of baggage that goes with that, but but it primarily grew out of uh, the new government that was empowered earlier this year, wanting to reform the judicial system, and um, people disagreed at the way they were going about it. But what I found so interesting in the past, I've always asked questions about politics and what's going on in Israel. I usually get. You know, there's a, Steve, you know well, there's a, a Jewish saying, uh, two Jewish people, three opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you usually don't lack for opinions in Israel, but this time, nobody really wagered an opinion on how this is going to resolve. And I just found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. It just says to me they really don't know themselves. And uh, there's so many ways this could go, but 
Um, if you, you guys know Israeli politics pretty well, it's not the same as the U.S. It's not a two-party system. It's not three arms of government. There's only two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the judicial, and then uh, the legislative and executive are one, mm-hmm. called the Knesset. Um, and so you have a stalemate kind of between the two, potentially. Um, but I'm hearing Jewish people, while I'm there, saying things like, if this goes bad, we may leave Israel, and I've never heard that. Yeah, wow. So that was uh, that was pretty incredible. Yeah, um, I, I know Netanyahu. I, you know, his in, it always feels like his intentions are good. You know, and as an American, mm-hmm. to hear what he wants to do from an American perspective, it seems as though it fits our puzzle. It fits the way that we we want it to work uh, yeah. in our democracy and the way our governments work. But then. For most Israeli is, Israelis, it sounds more like, well, it feels like he's strongholding the situation and creating something for his benefit, their benefit, whoever it is, and they don't trust the situation. That, that's the feeling I'm getting from all of it. So they don't, that, yeah. it's not that they're against it. They want democracy, but it doesn't have to be the American way of doing things. Well, you know, he doesn't get the opportunity that a president gets. He, he knows once he's in, he's got four years. We already know how many different times uh, the the prime minister went down, the coalition divided, mm-hmm. and they had to have another election. So he's got to try to balance his 64 seats and keep them happy, so to speak. And that's becoming more difficult for him. Mm-hmm. Especially because this is the most far-right government he's ever had. And um, it, it, they've been pretty aggressive in the actions they've been taking uh, that have really turned a lot of Israelis off. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of division between whether to decide with BB or whether to decide against what they're trying to do. Um, and we're just going to have to sit back and watch what unleashes. Um, uh, for all we know, this is part of God's working within mm-hmm. Israel for the days to come. And um, we need to pray. We, we pray for the pray peace of that. Jerusalem all the time. And uh, the more information we get, the more clarity we can pray and ask God. So you know, too, uh, it's also the idea that, you know, we don't support Israel based on a political agenda. We no. we support Israel, as Jim was talking about earlier, on a biblical agenda. Ours, whether, whether the politics goes left or right or center or wherever it might go in Israel, uh, as Bible-believing Christians, we support the Jewish people because that's what the Scriptures demand. Yeah, they don't us. always do what we like them to do. But we love them unconditionally. 100%. And we don't wade into their politics. We're not over there trying to tell them how they should do things or what they should or shouldn't do. Uh, we just follow what's going on and and always pray uh, for the peace of Jerusalem and that um, and, you know that we can be used in any way we can to encourage them. But it is a, it is a different time. And yet there's amazing things going on in mm. Israel. It's, it's a wonderful country. The people there are great. I was able to be up. As far north as Tel Dan and and Shlomi, which is a community right on the border of Lebanon over by the Mediterranean Sea, Um, back on Passover, two rockets made it through Iron Dome and hit the city, uh, doing some pretty destructive damage. Mm. Uh, It's been repaired now, which is the pattern in Israel. But we put two of these bomb shelters that we've been able to in Israel because of the generosity of people who give to the Israel Relief Fund. And uh, those are right by where the most damage was done. There's one of the missiles landed, and there's a bus station there that kids go through every day to and from school. Mm -hmm. 
And next door, across the street is a synagogue. And on the other corner is a business that was was literally riddled with shrap metal when this missile hit. And fortunately, it happened on Passover when it was closed. Nobody's there. Yeah. Nobody's there. There would have been fatalities and serious injuries if it had not been for the fact it was Passover. So it's good that the enemies uh, don't <clears throat> uh, don't keep a Jewish calendar. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then uh, we were with a business manager of the city, um, and he drove us across town to the soccer field where the kids play. A beautiful facility. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no shelter, and in Shlomi, when the siren goes off, it's five to 15 seconds before a rocket hits. Mm-hmm. It's not like a minute or two in some other places. So, Jim, can you define this too? So for our listeners, a lot of times we hear rockets coming out of Gaza and they're going right. into the towns like Starot, which are surrounding um, the Gaza border with uh, with Israel. You're talking about up north on the Lebanese border. And this is because of Hezbollah and they have rockets. Maybe you have some information about that. Well, they have a lot of rockets. Right now they're just probing, doing just kind of nuisance things to let Israel know they're there, and one of these days there will be another war. Israel knows that as well. They know the war is coming. They only know not when, but mm-hmm. they have to be prepared. And so the the interesting thing about Shlomi is, until this happened, they had no shelters. Now, the homes they built in the last 10 years have the safe rooms inside, but the older part of the city was built before safe rooms. And that's where all the businesses are, the schools and everything. So uh, we've been able to help in that area. And now we're going to put two shelters in the soccer field so that when the kids are out playing soccer and a siren goes off, there's a place to run to that they can get into. And these these are pretty amazing shelters because they used to have metal doors on them that had to be closed to protect everybody. Now they've come up with a way to build uh, a passage into them where you don't have to have a door. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that takes care of a moral dilemma. Imagine you're inside, you've shut the door, and somebody's knocking on the outside. But, you know, if you open the door and a missile lands right outside, it could spray shrapnel inside the whole bomb shelter. So uh, it was it was really troubling dilemmas people found themselves in. So we can solve that now by coming up with this new passage. And it's uh, it's just wonderful to see how God is using Christians to bless Israel and they recognize that every shelter we put in, there's a plaque that says this shelter was provided by the Christian friends of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry in Belmont. That's, that's an amazing yeah. thing to think about, that our donors, uh, I'm sorry, Jim, our, we only have seven listeners here at uh, our <laughs> podcast, but maybe one of them would like to you give. Never know. And if they do give, uh, they're actually saving the life of a Israeli. Uh, and many what a, Israelis. Many Israelis. Mm-hmm. And what a wonderful thing that is, because not only does their donation help in the physical help of the Jewish people, we have staff in Israel that are propagating the good news uh, wherever they go. Yes, because we know, Steve, in Genesis 12, 3, when God said to Abraham a promise that I'm going to bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you, that was intended to be... It, to me as a Gentile, that instructs me on how God wants me to treat the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not just to Christians. That's a directive to all Gentiles, that God wants us to bless the Jewish people. So it's it's important that we look for tangible ways to help the Jewish people. You know, Jesus in Matthew 25 said there's a day coming when he returns that he's going to judge the nations for the way they've treated 
the Jewish people and in the criteria by which you'll judge them is all physical. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I uh, was sick, you came to me. And when I was in prison, you, you visited me, right? So um, that's what the Israeli Fund does. It provides humanitarian, just basic human needs. So we help with Magan David Adam because they're the Red Cross of Israel and they provide emergency services all over the country. Um, and we provide these missile shelters to protect lives. When our origins group was there a couple of months ago, um, there's a woman inside the bus station who's responsible. She's the safety officer for the kids make sure the kids get on the right buses. And, and, and she came across to meet the group and said, thank you. You don't know what this shelter means because in the past we told the kids they were safe, but we really had no way to protect them. And now we do. Mm. That's huge. Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit too, for our listeners, you have, you've been mentioning the Israel relief fund. This is something that's grown under your leadership and become a huge part of our ministry because it's bomb shelters. Like you said, it's protecting, saving Israelis' lives. Um, there are other outlets, too, that when you give to the Israel Relief Fund, it, the, the opportunities are endless when it comes to blessing the Jewish people living in the land of Israel and yeah. all Israelis. Yes, yes. Uh, we're doing a lot. We help with medical facilities. We There's a, a school for boys in Jerusalem that we help, uh, disadvantaged boys. There's um, There's a drug addiction... Uh, work that we support, as well as an organization who provides alternatives to uh, abortion mm-hmm. for Jewish women and, and Arab women. So um, those are just some examples of what we do with the fund. Uh, and and it's, it's amazing to see the impact it has. You, you know, it's one thing to tell somebody you're going to pray for them. It's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you're going through this trial, I'll pray for you. But it's another thing to say, let me come help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Israeli Fund does. It takes us from the, the realm of prayer, which is very important, and it's not to diminish prayer one second. But it's, you know, if you were hungry and I said to you, I'm going to pray for you, that would be a good thing. But you'd rather say, let me pray for you and then let, let me take you out and buy you a meal mm-hmm. or take you to the grocery store and buy you groceries, Right. So uh, when you understand the blessing for a blessing, Genesis 12, 3, it's an active word, not a passive word, which means in the Hebrew, in order to receive the blessing, an act of blessing from God, you have to actively bless the descendants of Abraham. Mm. Um, so uh, that's why we believe the Israel Relief Fund is just close to the heart of God, and we see it. And Christians are so generous in giving... Um, that we, we are able to do what we do only because of that. And we're talking about several hundred thousand dollars a year that, that we're able to send over to Israel. That's to amazing. These things. So That's that amazing. is amazing. We put a total of 66 bomb shelters in Israel now. That's that amazing. Is, that is amazing. Well, Chris, I think our ratings are going to go up. They were okay. It was our hundredth, some people. But now... Now we got the we're, big mocker listener. We get Israel. We get Bible prophecy. We're going to get our eighth listener now. Uh, That's what's going to happen. We're going to go from seven to eight. He's putting us over the top. Jim, well, we're going to move to the news. So if you want to stick around to contribute your thoughts and opinions, 
Oh, the you're, you're going to want to comment on these, Jim. I'm telling you. So please, what? and if you need to go back really? to to the office, your office, you just pop we're, up we're and leave. We're in the tail end, so it's not much longer. Uh, let me start off. I know he'll want to comment on this. This came from the Daily Mail, Jim. Uh, and he, this is the headline. Yeah. <laughs> bizarre, bizarre AI-powered app lets you text with Jesus. And that's free. And for $2.99 a month, you can even chat with Satan. Uh, wait what? a minute. So wait, Jesus is free, but Satan... Jesus is free. Satan costs three bucks a month. Okay. Now, what, <laughs> That's a, what, the, at least it's... what they did is they took the King James Version, the New International Version, and uh, the New American Standard Version, and they put it all together, all the everything, and so now whatever that AI has, you can now text as though Jesus would be speaking uniquely to you and Satan for three bucks a month. What do you think of that, Jim? Um, <laughs> he, he's, speechless. he's speechless. Yeah, you know, Steve, it's, to me, a sad commentary. 100%. I'm with you, Jim. And we have to turn to AI to understand what Jesus said because we have his written words in the Bible. We can speak to him anytime. Well, exactly. I will, well, I will say, so just, it says, for example, uh, when asked, how can I show kindness to others at work? AI Jesus. <laughs> AI Jesus. Oh my goodness. AI Jesus responds, quote, so in everything, do to others what you would have uh, them do to you, for this sums up the law of the prophets, Matthew 7, 12. So it quotes scripture, and then it comes back, show kindness, patience, and understanding, just as you wish to be treated. So look at it's sad that they give it the title Jesus, but it's spitting script. If you have an ethical problem and you're saying, maybe I should ask Jesus, he's going to give you scripture, it seems like. That's not, if it spits scripture out at me, I'm, I'm happy with the scripture, but that's interesting. I don't like the Satan component. What's that all about? I do not know. Uh, we, as always, you'll be putting those in the show notes. People can read it for themselves in the Daily Mail uh, and well, find out. Keep in mind... They're not just quoting scripture, they're applying it. Yes. And a person's philosophy affects the application. Yes. Where they go with it. 100%. And, and that's, I think, is. is it's hey, concerning I, to me. It, yeah, it, it's something to really uh, keep an eye on because I, I, I don't think that the jury's in yet on all this AI and where it works and where we should be careful what we it will be we'll have to see if we get the app and we'll see what it says about the jew and gentile what does jesus say about the jew and gentile podcast <laughs> well the next the next one comes the, the verse will come up and jesus wept <laughs> <laughs> there you go the next one comes from the usa today and chris this is spreading across now i i don't know about this stuff it actually came to me, first of all, it's on Facebook. My wife let me know about it. Uh, our assistant, Laura Coleman, let me know about it. It Evidently, for people on Instagram, this is a subject going on. And it starts with Bradley Cooper, who's starring in the movie Maestro. Yes. And Jewface Problem. That's the actual headline from USA Today. Uh, there's a movie on Leonard Bernstein. And it seems Who that we mentioned yesterday or we I mean, did, yeah, on, the last po- on the last podcast. That, that's right. Our, our, we talked about music last week. So uh, in order to do it, Gentile Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. is going to put on 
or he already has, he has yeah. a prosthetic nose because, quite frankly, uh, Leonard Bernstein had a big schnoz. I Which, mean, he did. So people started commenting on social media, and they were frustrated, saying, oh, look at just uh, like you give the Jewish guy a big nose, but then his, his children <laughs> wrote about it. His, his, read it, Chris. His, his children, children wrote about his it. His children wrote back and said, it happens to be true <laughs> that Leonard Bernstein had a nice big nose. Bradley chose to use makeup to amp- amplify his resemblance, and we're perfectly fine with that. Uh, we're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it as well. You know, it is. I'm. I am glad that people raised concern about it because this was the way that Hitler did identify Jewish no people. Question. They, no question. It went from a religious persecution to a genetic persecution. If you ever look at all the propaganda, the uh, anti-Semitic propaganda that was going out from the Nazis, it had Jewish people usually with a very a large hook nose. A hooked it nose. It was big and hooked. And it was deliberate. So I appreciate the concern people have. That's the nice thing about uh, social media. I appreciate his parents going, everybody calm down. Or his his children. Children, yep. Everyone calm down. Dad did have a schnoz, and they didn't, they wanted to, we like Bradley Cooper, you know? So anyway. I I thought it was good, and I, I think it does teach us a couple things. Number one, there are people out there who love the Jewish people who are gonna defend them. Uh, both who are Jewish and Gentile. And at the same time, the family's reaction was, hey, our dad had a big nose. You know what? It, they're not going to knock him off the pedestal where he was as far as the talent and gifts that he exercised in music. That's the key. Yeah. And I thought I thought this was a well-done article on news. So, yes, Jewface, that's, that's actually the term that is being used when a Gentile mm-hmm. plays the role in Hollywood of a Jewish person. Uh, this and, is becoming a problem for a lot of races, too. 100%. Everybody, if there's a sensitivity to people playing another race, another gender, another this, another that in in movies and whatnot. So, again, though, I'm, I'm happy to see that people were concerned. That's a thumbs up. And I'm happy to see that the parents were you know, okay with it. All right. Well, he's, I've, I've got to run, guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for an, Anytime a, you need to yes. go. But let me say congratulations and mazel tov. Thank oh, look you. At, yeah. Look at that. On your 100th episode of the Jew and Gentile <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much, Jim Showers. Jim Dr. Showers. Jim Thank Showers. You. What a guy coming in to join us. Really appreciate it, Jim. Thanks, Thank Jim. You. Well, everybody, that was our Yiddish word because Jim had used a Yiddish word. He used Mazel Tov. He used it. He could we could close the whole thing. There we go. Uh, Steve, actually, why don't we move to our Yiddish word of the day? Because we have we're already over an hour here. We had yeah yeah. Well, so, we had you know, we we can't cut off the head guy. He's the big macher. He's the big macher. So you're the sage. He's the macher, and right. I'm the and I'm, I'm the sage enough, I'm sage enough to know if he wants to keep talking. Zygazun, live and be well. <laughs> All right, well, Steve, Yiddish word of the day. You got it, right? Uh, no, I don't. What? Oh, I thought you had the Yiddish word. I didn't have the Yiddish word. You said that you were, oh, I thought you chose the Yiddish word. What was the Yiddish word? Well, I think I think um, uh, Dr. Jim Showers gave us the Yiddish word. That, that's because here is the, here's the spiel, everybody. Well, didn't we have a top 10? We did, but we've run out of time. Oh. And number two, we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about 
um, our uh, finishing our message on what's in a name. That's right. We didn't finish what's in a name because we had the best interruption we could have had. A hundred percent. To have Dr. Jim Showers come in and give us the thumbs up on our hundredth episode. So the first time he comes to the podcast is fantastic, but he used a, a great word that we've actually never used before. I went back into the records to see if we used this word and we never did, but it's perfect for our hundredth episode. And mazel that tov. Mazel tov. Uh, used. To just say congratulations. Congratulations. You would say it what when uh, when you find out you're you're someone's pregnant. Mazel, mazel tov. Someone's uh, getting married. Mazel tov. A wedding. Mazel tov. New job. Mazel tov. Whatever the thing might be, it's a big congratulations. Jim Showers comes in. Mazel tov. That's right. But mazel tov to you, Steve, for a hundred. Mazel tov to you as the guy who runs all the equipment. You run all the equipment. You purchase the equipment. That's right. You research for the equipment. You run the equipment, and you start us off every podcast with. Uh, we have to, boy, we have to have Tom Gagan come in and imitate you. Welcome to the Jew and the Gentile podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cattoli. See, I can't do it. You do, you do pretty good. But I will also say, Mazel Tov to you. You get the news. You give us the laughter. You remind me to hit record. That's right. You do a lot of important stuff. Everybody, and Mazel Tov to our listeners. Absolutely. For, we thank God for them. And think about it. We don't stop talking for one hour. And there are people, maybe some people turn it off after three seconds. But there, we know that we have I'm listeners. I'm sure they outnumber the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but we have listeners uh, who are faithful. And we want to thank you so much for 100 episodes. Thank you for very much being a part of what we're doing here, everybody. Mazel tov to you. And so for that reason, we would like to say that the Jew and Gentile podcast for the 100th episode is sponsored by FOI Equip. Be sure to go to foiequip.org. We didn't even mention this, but this September, Steve Herzig is doing a three-course lesson. Three-course. Like Three-course. What am I going to yeah. serve yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are a little sir. challah? A, l- a little horseradish? Yeah, you're going to serve the challah. You're going to serve some apples. You're going to serve you, all some of it. apples and honey. That's right. Why? Because Steve's going to be teaching us all about the Feast of Israel, the Fall Feast of Israel. This September, you can register by going to foiequip.org. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your faithfulness to the program. We praise God for you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>